and welcome back to A Colossal Waste of Time. This is episode question mark. I'm Carl and here with me I have my co-host. I'm Fraser and thank you for joining us today. We, we, live, we live in a different world now. Yeah, it's, it's got a form instead of a three. It's so different. Everything well, it, has changed. It's, it's more than that because it's, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we used to record from what most people would argue was a post Homestuck world, and mm-hmm. now Homestuck's back. We're 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 back in oh, yeah. in the trenches. Yeah, you 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 might have forgotten this because it was a few months ago that that uh, that it started back up, but it's back. I, I intentionally didn't look into any of what that meant. Um, so can you explain to me what that means? Right, so you're you're aware that there was a sequel webcomic called Homestuck Two or Homestuck Squared, depending on how much of a pedant you are about um, how things are stylized. Homestuck Squared, I I love it. I love that. Uh, yeah, by the way, so- it is actually getting very loud outside now. We're not going to stop the recording. We're actually going to do the recording. But if anyone hears anything that sounds like booming, I, I'm currently in the middle of a fucking storm here. All I can hear, even through my headphones, is a storm. It's been a bad week for weather. It's- <laughs> it was fucking and, freezing and, yesterday and as well. You- and you live, you well. I'm not. I'm not going to say where you live if you don't want me to. But you live where wind goes to die in the UK. Yes, I. I, I I'm fine with mentioning the city. I live in Birmingham, and I live quite high up. Um, so wind is a thing. It is the windiest really place I've ever lived. Was Birmingham? It was. It. I. I didn't even live particularly high, but it's just <clears> the way that city is built. It funnels funnels the wind down every single street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, apologies if you hear, like, a sudden... <laughs> that disappears again after, like, five seconds. It is uh, the storm swooping me out of my apartment and uh, down onto the street uh, violently. Anyway, Homestuck Squared. Homestuck Squared. So, so <laughs> I'm going to say Homestuck 2, because I think, I think on, only, like... The most insufferable people in the world would insist on calling it Homestuck Squared. You can call it that if you like. We're probably never going to talk about it properly. Nope, nope. We're going to get there in 2042. We're gonna we're gonna have to do Homestuck Squared and all right. the post Homestuck things. Yes, all the stuff that squared. comes. So so Homestuck ends right at some point in 2016. Mm-hmm. Does it? And does it? Does yes, it? So. But so yes, the the web comic Homestuck will end. There will be a final page of the of the web comic which we will reach. Mm. There are then two books essentially that it's been it's actually been published as a physical book. This this kind of stopgap stopgap called the Homestuck epilogues. Mm-hmm. Then you get into the video games, which have their own sort of side chronology. And on the other end of that, you have Homestuck 2, both of which serve as kind of split sequels to the Homestuck epilogues. So Homestuck 2 is sort of a sequel to Homestuck. But in many ways, it's not quite a sequel to Homestuck because Homestuck could be said to have definitively ended at the point at which Homestuck ends. It's very complicated and there's no 
there's no way way or point of even trying to express that to you with the knowledge that you currently have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even sure Homestuck has truly started for me yet. I've not seen a troll. I've not seen... You have seen a troll. You I've, saw I've a troll a... at the end of the <clears throat> intermission. I, I saw a troll shadow, a, an outline. No, uh, no, you, no, the last page of uh, the intermission is, uh, is an image of, of, of one of the trolls sitting in their room. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know the troll. I, I'm not on a first-name basis No, okay, yet. okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. It's like, I, I've seen trolls before, but I haven't known trolls before, and I feel like that is knowing Homestuck, knowing a troll. Arguably. Arguably. Um, but it's, we're not only just in a post-post-Homestuck world, though. We've got to do a UK news segment, man. We always, we oh, always do, we? do this. Yeah, what, we, what, what even is happening anymore? We're now in a post-Exile bully world. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to talk about the X? No, let's not talk about the Excel bully. The Excel, the Excel bully is not an architectural work. It doesn't fit in with the themes of our previous updates. No, it doesn't. It's not a pub. Ah, uh, you until they you, you build could, the. You the could have Excel taken. Board. You could have taken an Excel bully to a pub before January the first, twenty twenty four, without a muzzle. Now you can still take it to a pub. You've got to put a muzzle on it, though. Just make sure you... And all because we brought Homestuck back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Homestuck and the Venom line are intricately intertwined as John Egbert becomes an exile bully. (laughs) He transforms like human animals. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like one of the one of the kids just becomes this horrific dog person, <laughs> just a giant no, walking muscular uh, tumor, and they're, they're they're just too powerful to control. We can't trust them. John Egbert balls uh, Take, taking the- John behind the woodshed. <laughs> Uh, but I've got to say, I've really enjoyed the past 21 days of UK posting about the XL bully. Um, it, it is... it, well, it's it's it, it 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 was going on for longer than that. It yeah, was... yeah. But the 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 peak has been since the ban. Um, one of my friends has a person he knows that he will not describe as a friend uh, from high school back home, and he is going around places wearing a muzzle in solidarity <laughs> with his XL bully. Um, he was he'd been doing it for like it was the seventh of January, and he was still doing it. Um, it, it just seemed like that was his entire life. His whole life. And to be fair, there are people out there whose whole life in, probably involves wearing a muzzle sometimes. <laughs> and fa- fair enough. But Yeah, it's the only time they feel alive. <laughs> the only time anymore. But, um... But, but, but yeah, may- maybe don't... Like, it, the, the UK is a diseased country. We, we, yeah. We, we, we could go into that at depth, but we're not a UK news podcast as as, as much as as the opening segments of, of the previous episodes would contradict 
Uh, but why would you deprive people of XL Bully Chat? I haven't even got any planned XL Bully Chat. I just wanted to mention the XL Bully so it was on people's minds. It There must always be a massive but kind of small hound in the back of your mind at all times. That weird borderline of, is that really a dog? Anyway. Or, or, is, it, or is it a very muscular child hunched over? <laughs> Is that what happens when an exile bully consumes a toddler? It starts to transform into a, <laughs> they, into they, a yeah, human. Yeah, like a human, like a human animal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, Homestuck. So, so as I was saying, <laughs> Homestuck Two started. Uh, I forget exactly what year. It was either twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. It was definitely pre pandemic, and it did not go very well. It. Um, it was quite poorly. Well, okay, I'm I'm going to be as gener- generous as possible because there may be people listening who are actually fans of Homestuck Two. Go with God if you are. Uh, the majority opinion was that it was very poorly written. Uh, the the characterization was not true to what a lot of people felt that returning characters were meant to be like. The pacing was really out of whack it didn't seem like they were actually focused on telling any particular story at all and uh eventually all sorts of um drama and uh infighting and recriminations occurred within the writing and the art teams of homestuck 2 which ended up causing it to be shuttered completely the Mm -hmm. patreon was closed um they just stopped it and um, I believe Hussey put out a message saying, we're going to try and find a new team to work on this. Uh, when they do, they'll probably <clears throat> just work on it in the background and then we'll just try to release the rest of Homestuck 2 when it's done. And it was kind of shelved and everyone kind of read that statement as a kind of veiled, just don't have any hopes. Because even when Homestuck was actually going and being updated it would go years without seeing an update so to have the guy who was behind those like year-long pauses in a thing getting done saying it's done when it's done was a bit was a bit like george rr R. martin spending 10 years saying every year oh yeah i'm working on the book don't worry he's three like, quarters in man he's three quarters in Three quarters. And he's been three quarters in for six years now. So any day now. Any day. Um, See, that was the question I had in my mind, uh, because I knew Hussey's relationship with Homestuck 2 and post-Homestuck content generally was off and on again. Um, So is is he back on board as the helmsman on Homestuck squared? I'm going to go with squared. I'm going to be the squared man. Um, so is he close to what what is happening with it, or so, is he right? So I'm 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 going to bring up the press releases for this because I I did <laughs> the I did press prepare release for Homestuck. Well, okay. okay, not not a proper press release, but there have been like several long text updates like explaining what the situation is since it's came come back. So the the old team is all gone, and a new team uh, headed by. 
James Roach, who was one of the main music leads towards the end of Homestuck once um, Toby Fox has started phasing out his work to focus on uh, Undertale. James Roach became one of the main people working on the music and also did some work towards the games, I believe. I don't, I don't know the full details, but he took over the main team. And uh-huh. in October of last year, 2023, he announced, okay, these are the people I've brought on. We've got some new chapters for you. We have more news to come out over the next few months about what the situation is with regard to Homestuck as a whole. So in Dece- late December, uh, he released another statement explaining that um, a lot of stuff had been happening behind the scenes with regards to a lot of the problems that Homestuck had been having regarding one, the website being unusable. Oh, are they actually two, fixing that? That's the plan, yeah. And two, um, getting Viz Media more out of the picture because Andrew Hussey is not happy with the way that Viz Media has been treating the property and wants I directive don't control blame him. back. Yeah, no, I don't blame him particularly either. I mean, the they... Credit to them, they released physical copies of half of Homestuck before giving up, but they never really did anything with towards trying to market it, uh, and they didn't really do that. They they did effectively kill the website, and yeah, and yes, like the the death of Flash was always going to make that an inevitability, but there there's portability. Like they, they it, it to me it seems like they haven't even attempted to port Homestuck. Yes, because part of part of the original pitch when Homestuck was ending that dated back to when the kickstart of the games was happening was that once Homestuck was finished, there was going to be like a purchasable, uh, downloadable offline version of Homestuck, similar to what we have now in the mm. unofficial Homestuck collection. That was going to be an official thing. But obviously, <clears throat> that never panned out. I don't know whether because of Viz Media or whether because of something else behind the scenes, but they were never actually able to do that to the point where we now have the best way to, to, to read Homestuck being this unofficial thing. But the, the, they, they obviously can't... S- go through all of the details and like I'm sure a lot of this is still being worked out but it sounds like Andrew Hussey is trying to get more directive control over how Homestuck goes forward because uh, I don't know if I've I mentioned this to you or not over the past few months but we've also seen an uptick in um, Homestuck fan works as well over the past few no, months. No, you haven't mentioned this. Uh, why? What has been what's been rumbling underneath so, in the fan community? So there there was this big um, big in terms of like the amount of viewership that fan works usually gets in this sort of area. Uh, video that came out uh, two months ago by a YouTuber called BB Panzu, which is a fully animated uh, Homestuck AU music video for the 100 Gex song Doritos and Fritos, which is... <laughs> which, one... 
most appropriate music pairing with a with a property yes, that I could think that's of. That's all I was thinking in my mind is like, this is you're saying music video. This is going to be some hundred gex sounding shit. And yep. It, yeah, and it was, yep. and it's it's really well done. It's it's genuinely a very very well animated music video. Like, I'm actually going to but- ask. Stop for a moment. I'm going to watch the music video. Uh, is that okay? So, um, it should be okay. There are some spoilers towards the end of the music video for character designs that you haven't seen yet for certain trolls, but there's nothing in there that I would say is actually a spoiler, really. Mm. Oh, this has 645,000 views. Yeah, that is a lot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and consider that at the peak of Homestuck, fan videos on YouTube maxed out at about 1.5 million. So in two months, <laughs> I thought you were it's... about to say one point five thousand, not one point five million. <laughs> that's still a large, yeah. But over a lifetime, I get how, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's since Homestuck was actually happening. So for this to get this many views in two months, probably mostly a hundred Gex fans, to be honest. But still, like the fact that a Homestuck fan work has got out there in that way, I feel mm. like is indicative of maybe a seed change. Like, maybe it's getting out there into, like, the TikTok spaces. Like, I I don't know. I'm too old to be part of any of those spaces. But, but I have gonna, to imagine... I have to imagine it's getting out there into the youth somehow. I'm going to give it a click now. Oh, this song is horrible. This oh, is, you not, have you not, not listened a- to this album? <laughs> No, I'm not a 100 no. gex guy. Oh, You're not a 100 gex guy. Okay. Yeah, but I will say on... it, The video looks good. This actually looks good, yeah. Yeah, some, some effort obviously went into like doing the animation work for this. The, 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 there's something interesting with like, the colour that the... I can't quite describe it, but the, the a lot of the shots in it Shots. It's like this the fucking camera work. Well, what the well, illustrations? No, so, like... This is this is animation on video for mm. for most of it. But um, they're doing something interesting with the colors in it, where they've actually gone for the effort of like having variable lighting on the characters that changes from frame to frame. I kind of like that. It it makes it look interesting. They're 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 in, they're trying to make the the characters actually fit in with the scenes that like yeah. the, the the actual live action stuff that they've been animated over. Mm. Anyway, I'm not gonna uh, play all of this because uh, otherwise it will be two minutes of that. Uh, I am gonna <laughs> and you're, you're gonna get a hundred gex migraine. Yeah, um, I I am not a gex head. Uh, wait, no, I am a Gex head, but not a. You're, you're, you're a fan of the Gex original head. Gex. Yeah, I'm. I'm a fan the of one Gex, Gex. Gex two and uh, the the one ways in the TV dimension. Um, is that all of the Gex games? I don't know. I have never played a Gex game. I have played a lot of one deck of one Gex game. Um, oh, what's it called? It's it's like a he's he's it's a Bond parody. Um. I own. Uh, I only I know James Bond. Gex three deep cover gecko. No, e- ah, enter okay. the gecko. Enter. These look like the same game. These uh, look sh- like the same <laughs> game. Are you sure it's not the same game marketed in two different regions under different names? 
I am not sure, but I'm pretty sure it was Gex Enter the Gecko that I actually played. And boy, oh boy, that is a horrendous video game. A truly dreadful one. Um, I remember the sound effects in it being uh, a nightmare. What I will say, though, is that the UK got the superior Gex. All of the, all of the people out in America are probably like, huh? We got a different voice actor for Gex. We got, um, ooh, who's it we got for Gex? Uh, I, I've already said I've not played the Gex games. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> oh, anyway, we got a different voice actor. A cooler voice actor. A better one. Um, I happened and... a fair bit with uh, the UK and the US getting different voice actors for, for video games specifically. Hmm. I, I can't think of any other examples right now. But uh, yeah, definitely for Gex. Um, anyway, let's, let's stop talking about Gex. So yeah, there's been a big uptick of Homestuck interest, it seems like, and it's a good yeah. time, really, for if, if Homestuck Squared is picking back up. Yeah, and uh, as, as far as I know, Hussey is finished with his weird side clown project that I've, <laughs> I've never... I've never uh, involved myself in. <laughs> is it a clown project, or is it a project you would describe as clownish? Did, did we already talk about uh, Hussey's yeah. second video game? Yeah, like, I, I've 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 forgotten the name even, but yeah, it was it, it was a it was a uh, wait video te- game. Yes, I, um, I, yeah, I his, thought you were going to say his like uh, his interest, active interest in clowns, and we have discussed oh, no, no. that. That's but, never gone away, but no, he he his main project after stepping away from Homestuck was working on a video game series about clowns and the end of the world. Okay, uh, so, c- Cyclonials. I, I'm pretty sure I talked about yes, Cyclonials you, in our first yeah, episode. Sorry, I, I I I do remember you mentioning that. Now it's just. A video game about clowns is not information that you retain in your head. Instead, you remember information about video games about talking lizards. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say it's, uh, it's, it's, it's cool and interesting that Homestuck is somehow becoming socially relevant again. I say this still as someone who considers himself an outsider, if only because I'm actually quite excited to talk about what we covered in today's span of pages for Homestuck. Um, I actually really yeah, enjoyed this section. Yeah, so we, we're coming into this out of the, the intermission, so mm-hmm. we've, we've technically been away from the kids and the main setting for a mm-hmm. while, and uh, immediately we're thrown into a big world-building event, essentially. Mm. Um, so just almost, for, almost literally, just for clarity and context, uh, I don't remember if we mentioned it at the previous episode. Uh, the page range we are covering today will be one thousand three hundred and fifty-eight to one thousand four hundred and ninety-nine, mm. and that one thousand three hundred and fifty-eight man, that one thousand three hundred and fifty-eight. So, so this is this is uh, S Act Four, I believe, which is the so we we. We had a small sort of video game-ish thing in Act 1 or 2. 2. Mm-hmm. It was the very start of Act 2 when... No. Was it the start it... of Act 2 or was it the end of Act 1? 
uh, either way, mm. it was a little point and click sort of um, experience around John's house. Um, yes, yeah. yeah. So, so very basic. Like you, you could click on this thing to see what John has to say about it, but mostly you just have to get from one room to another and click on the, the telescope to see that the the meteor is falling, and then mm-hmm. the set the section. So here, here, I've I've been kind of dancing around the the idea that this gets more and more ambitious as time goes along, and this is the big jump. Yeah, in this terms is of ambition. This is yeah, this is very ambitious. So what we have here is like a large scrolling map area of multiple screens with full WASD controls and mouse controls. Uh, flash animation game where you're playing as John exploring this um, this underworld that is here. Um, there's combat in it. I don't think the combat is personally 100. percent I, I think. Well, it's, it's not. It's not necessary. You can do yeah, a pacifist yeah. run if you like. Yeah. yeah. I I I tried killing, then refreshed the page and did not kill. Um, because they are imps, and the imps are <laughs> they're, my they're, friends. They're, they're your friends. They don't attack you in the game, so they do. They do. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, they. They. They will. If you walk into them, you'll take damage. Oh, yeah. but but yeah, that could oh. just be that could just be contact. Like they have acidic skin or something. It's not. I just you don't realized, know for certain they're attacking you. I never tried to die. I didn't try and kill John. Oh, okay. I I I don't think I've ever tried to die. Yeah, I, what would the fail screen be? I I actually want to know that. Um, you can go. You could go and test that now while I while I give a brief uh, introduction as to like the premise behind why we're in this. Yeah, this flash yeah. animation. So at the start of it, we're introduced to a kind of pan down from where John's house was on the top of the big rocky spire. We go through the cloud layer and we go to the underside, which uh, the top of the cloud there is all covered in fireflies, uh, like uh, the one that's been hanging around with uh, the mayor in the uh, future sections. And uh, on the surface, we've got this kind of uh, blue, uh, kind of half rocky, half like arboreal sort of. Um, rolling uh landscape and uh we are told that the place is called the land of wind and shade yeah which um i'm going forward going to shorten to loas um because that is how it is referred to throughout the comic uh just as an update by the way if you die you just respawn you just respawn. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's disappointing. I was I was hoping there might be some like novel little fail state. <laughs> so some so a game over screen. Yeah. Yeah. Considering what we what we'll discuss in a moment, which is like the incredible amount of things included in this flash game right here, um, for what is meant to be one page of Homestuck. Yeah, we're in the land of wind and shade, Loas. It's like uh. It, it, it's a vec. This place is. It is weird. There's oil everywhere. Is it oil? It looks like oil. It, yes, uh, I believe we've seen it referred to previously as shale. Uh, okay. The, yeah. The, the, 
shale imps came mm-hmm. f- uh, from here and climbed up the spire to attack. Well, to not attack John, as you've pointed out, to 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 hang out in John's house. I yeah, guess. they're chilling. Yeah, they're redecorating. They've got an eye for decoration as as imps. They got that impish little charm about them. They can do your house out. So yeah, they're just they're just friends, just hanging out. Um, but yeah, like you you're in this land of wind and shade, and you can navigate around. I'm not going to talk about it narratively. I want to talk about it technically because I think I think it's interesting that they right. Went so this if far. we so if we're talking about it technically, we have to give props to to who made it. So there's mm-hmm. one of the 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 biggest collaborators on the technical side with Andrew Hussey uh, is someone called uh, Arya uh, Bengesner. I believe that's the way to pronounce it. Uh, who throughout, pretty much did all of this sort of video game work behind Homestuck. Uh, Big props they, they, to them. They essentially, this isn't the final version, um, but they essentially, by the end of Homestuck, have built a full game engine, which you can build, like, walk around adventures oh. in. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they, they kind of develop their, their programming skills through Homestuck, essentially. They currently work on, um, on Firefox. I believe they're one of the, one of the programmers oh. integrating code into Firefox. Oh, that's, and this this is essentially how they got their starts. They were that's they were quite a, a climb, yeah. Yeah, they were a poster on the MS MS Paint adventure forums. Who was a fan of Problem Sleuth, and when Homestuck started, Hussey asked if anyone knew how to how to program simple games, and they got collaborating, and then they ended up being the go to person for these these interactive sections. So. Mm. So, it, in in like uh, technical terms, it's basically an open world exploration section uh, where you can wander around this low ass region and interact with a bunch of NPCs um, who will have a chat with you. Uh, they'll have like a few a few lines, some of which I think are um, worth quoting here, um, just because some of them some of these start off sound like Elden Ring text. Another cherished idol profaned. Such sacrilege has become commonplace with the recent glut of underlings. That that's, that right there is um, and, that's and, Gideon Ovnir talking at you there. So and not not to jump too far forward, but we do eventually find out who is doing this Gideon Ovnir shit. Oh, okay. Uh, you, you mean in? You mean that 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 talking to you as well? The salamanders, I believe. Um, oh, the salamander people. Yeah, like oh, I know... in in that instance, yeah, right? Yeah, I, it's, I, it's I meant the... the text prompts. Yeah, it's not the text prompts. Uh, we'll get to that. That happens in this page count um, yeah. that we find that out. Um, but like, there's lots of little people you can talk to. Like little that, salamander also... people. Yeah, yeah. They, they all have little lines here and there. A lot of them are talking about like um, they'll they'll give like contextual information about how the society of Loas is like their fascination with this pipe delivery system, this pneumatic pipe system. Yeah, and this is a lot. This is a lot all being dropped at once because <laughs> up till now, Homestuck has been these four kids in isolation 
kind of messing around with game mechanics in their own relatively empty houses. There have been some nebulous like game enemy entities in the form of the imps, but nothing really much to go on. Mm. And we're dropped into Act 4 here with like a world, essentially, that exists without any any of the the stuff to do with the kids having had anything to do with it. These salamanders just have a little pseudo society here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like uh, uh, just to reiterate how impressive it is, I spent forty five minutes on this one page, uh, which is a long time for one page of Homestuck. Uh, it's certainly a long time to be listening to Doctor continually on, on loop. <laughs> yes, I eventually <laughs> had to mute it. Um, and that's one that's one major way that future sections like this will improve is that they will have varieties of music rather than a single track playing throughout the entire experience. That's that's good. That's good. Um, so yeah, you can wander around, you can collect items, which does lead me to say, what is the canon set of items? And they answer that later they in do. this page panel, yes. uh, in this page section. Um, they they integrated like the capture log system as something you can actually use and suffer yourself. Yeah, you can you can throw items at enemies to do damage to mm-hmm. them. You uh, can deal with the inventory management to try and make sure that you have a specific item to hand. You can have my experience, which is that you can accidentally get trapped in a little narrow bit where there is an item on the floor, <laughs> meaning that every time John throws an item out of his capture, <laughs> he picks. Up the other item you d- and throws another one out. I got you the did act w- two to yourself. You act to Johned your own. Yes, experience. I, I got. I had to actually refresh the page and then wander through this mess again, which is why it was forty-five minutes for me uh, because it is not clear how to navigate around it because the map that unofficial Homestuck yes. has is not. A hundred percent to me, um, but yeah, I got trapped in this endless loop of um, of items coming out of the inventory and then going back in because I made the mistake of um, of picking something out of a pipe. Um, it was it was hell. It was hell. It I can imagine. The, it is the most the the. I, I'll describe it as the most. My experience of Homestuck so far personified experience. But you, you know could what's have. really good about that is that this is how the game system works in narrative. Yes, it's already yes. been shown to you that it's it is this clunky. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the capture log stuff isn't actually part of the game. That they had that before they installed Suburb. True. It's part True. of the world. Yes. It's part of just how they live. I always, I, I always forget about that specific wrinkle. Yes, <laughs> they live in that nonsense world of bottomless pocket dimensions instead of pockets on your clothes. Life that we live, the much easier way of handling it. But yeah, they've got all these like pneumatic pipes, and like items will come out of them. I never found a way to put an item into a pipe 
I kept trying to figure out, can I throw something in there? But I never quite got it to work. Can you do that? Um, I think you can only do it if a pipe specifically asks for an item. I don't think you can put any item in any pipe. Okay, because I was trying to just like see if I can put the Colonel Sassica text right down in there. Well, there there is one. No, oh. no, not no, no, not no, not the Sasuke, Sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I played through through it. But the the way the pipe system works in the narrative is that there is this requ- mini tablet system. And, yeah. Yes. So you you can get a blank tablet. You can draw. I got that. You can chisel in what you wanted to. It. You can put it in, and then someone else is obligated to put that item into the pipe that that tablet comes out of. Mm -hmm. So within the game, I believe you can only put an item in if you find a tablet in a pipe saying that it wants that item. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, like the the integrated, like there's a health system uh, that actually works and you get health pickups. Uh, You can pick up Grist, you can... You can get all the Buildgrist and ruminate on the meaning of Buildgrist yourself in game. Um, yeah, you can like, ponder a wizard. Yeah, you can ponder a wizard. You can have a look at a um, a statue of a frog that has been defaced. Poor frog statue. Um, I think the frog statue is going to be relevant, or at least something to do with frogs. Well, we have seen um, the ruins in. Um... Outside J- uh, Jay's yeah, house, that's, that's the very next page. Things, actually, so, is the yeah. frog statue has its head cut off with a laser by the wayward vagabond. I think it is. Um, uh, no, it's it's the uh, it's the worm uh, robots that came out of um, the apple ship. Oh yes, I forgot that shoots. It has a big laser, and then it, its head gets cut off somehow. I wasn't uh, quite. It gets able to... blown off by a rocket ah. shot by the aimless renegades. Okay. Oh wait, aimless renegade, not wayward vagabond. Yeah. Aim... Yeah. I always mix up because in my mind, renegade and vagabond are effectively the same thing. Well, they are. That's the thing. They all have names that mean the exact same thing. Peregrine There's... mendicant, sort of. Peregrines are wanderers. Yeah, but a mendicant and mendicants isn't... are um, beggars. So, like a vagabond, but yeah, it, but a renegade. It's, it's a stretch, has, but yeah, I, I would say there's more of a uh, outcast. Violent, that... Yeah, outcast makes sense, but there's more of yeah. a violent undertone with uh, renegade and vagabond. Although it might just be video games have tuned me into treating such terminology in that way. Mm. Um, but yeah. Uh, we we can walk around this world. We can go to a specific point and use a telescope uh, to to look at the giant spire that John's house now sits yeah. atop of. Because John's been transported a fair distance away from his house by mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the portal that he jumped into. Mm. Yeah, he's he did like I say. He has to use a telescope to even see where his house mm. is. So it's it's very far away. Um, but yeah, I just can't help but be knocked over with the amount of effort and time yeah. that must have gone into it. I will say it might be a, an official Homestuck collection thing. I did have some bugs with playing it. Oh, right. Yes. So yes, it it is it is buggy. Uh, 
part of this is like um, the the programmer Aria actually did an interview um, after Homestuck ended and explains that part of why the it is so buggy is because uh, Hussey knew so little about how programming a game works that he just sent her the entire map as one file rather than individual screens, and she had to program around ju- like the entire game existing within that one map without any transitions, which led to like quite large like memory problems. Mm. So the issue that I was having is that um, after a few screens, the mouse interactions would no longer work because you could no longer see the cursor on screen. Um, you know, like it has a little yeah. finger pointer, and that made interacting with a bunch of elements of it actually impossible for me. Um, so what I would have to do is I'd have to refresh the page and speed run. I am the first uh, of the class of Homestuck page 1358 speedrunners. I currently hold the gold passes <laughs> uh, for getting to the telescope screen. I don't know, have you watched the uh, the video version uploaded on the main Homestuck website? Because <laughs> Good point. that probably gets through it faster somehow. <laughs> yeah, it gets through it faster by not doing any of the things. <laughs> Just skipping all of the text, like no, no, no. It skips the telescope. It's figured out the, the figured out the uh, out of bounds technology. Yeah, just no, no clips straight back into John's house. Um, but yeah, uh, it's I, I can't help but show a lot of love for what happens in in this one page of Homestuck. Um, this is like me really just turning the corner on this and being like, okay. I appreciate what is happening here. You, and you I, understand. Yeah. You understand now, like the kind of breadth between other contemporary web comics yes. and what was happening in Homestuck. There is like, a much stronger attempt to embrace the media that Homestuck is using to disseminate the story that it's in. It's more willing to engage with the technology to find novel interesting and personally engaging ways of telling its story in both a literal and also like a, a sort of metatextual sort of way where it is it is a game it's letting you experience the game in the game mm. yeah so you're, you're experiencing the world as john woods yeah to. I, I use metatextual i i don't think that's the right term there is because the metatextual would be referring to an external document but like a a metafiction sort of way at the very least where you're experiencing it both as john's game and as your game um to clarify my terms a bit there yeah um, i want one thing that that <clears throat> strikes me specifically about um the act four flash here is how economical it is with its storytelling and world building within a single page of the webcomic. Because if you imagined all, all of the information that you could glean from so this much. flash being told page by page, that would be that would be a big chunk of the yeah. Comic. That would be like a good forty fifty of John's pages. 
Yeah. And they would have to figure out something that the other characters are doing to stall for time while they tell you all this John information, cutting back and forth. Right. Because, because I, uh, yeah, I, again, it's been a while since I've read, but I, I remember, I, actually, I don't know if it's in this one or in the future one. Is Can you go to a village of the, of the um, Salamander people in this one? Uh, or is it just a, uh, salamander people standing about around in random places? There's a bit where they're mining. Uh, right, I don't okay. remember a village. I can look okay. at the map, uh, but I don't. Okay. I don't remember a, a village. Okay, to so, my but, heart. But still, like with this, even even with this one, like talking to the salamander people, you get a perspective into what it's like to be one of these salamander people. Who are like, like they're people is the hmm. thing. They they and yet again, I'm struck by like up till now the video game has just been this kind of empty, sterile like set setting in which like the mechanics are played out in these controlled environments. Yeah, and like- now and now you're being introduced to the fact that there is this civil there is this essentially sapient race down mm. here of salamander people who have their own culture, who have their own superstitions, who have their own like understanding of what the world around them is like. Yeah, so like what I'll say is like one of my worries with Homestock was that the uh, video game elements of it were going to be treated with as much majesty and detail as uh, an isekai uh, sort of... <laughs> Uh, anime, manga, or light novel, and the people who are listening to this who know me will know that I consume a shit ton of that absolute You are a scholar of, of uh, isekai uh, media. Yeah, to, ask, to me, the... ask me anything about like the strongest sage with the weakest vest. I don't even remember if that <laughs> one's an isekai. I just know the name because... Like I, I think the most like isekai coded thing in Homestuck so far is the leveling system. Like mm. where, where, whenever they, whenever John was like dropping the stuff on uh, imps, and he would level up to like boy Skylark or whatever. <laughs> it's like the the idea. The, it, it raises the idea that if an isekai protagonist was here, they could just grind out imps. In the in the level one zone of your house to, yeah, the, to get to get max rank and then the episode where John Egbert genocides the imps to power yeah, level. Yeah, no, exactly. Yes, that 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 would be a very isekai way of approaching this. Um. Yeah. My my worry of it was that like um the game elements of Homestuck would be treated as this uh as a secondary justifying system to uh to declare that the characters have these abilities but no they're actually they're actually padding out uh, padding out is the mm-hmm. wrong way of framing it but they're fleshing out that's what i went wanted to say yeah. uh like the game the systems and uh, how how this world is sort of functioning, which I would say I I appreciate a lot as someone who has consumed a lot of pure shit in his life, mouthfuls (laughs) of shit. Um, And I'll say Homestuck so far, uh, there have been frustrating times with it, capture logs, uh, but it hasn't been 
hasn't been that. Um, yeah. but, but, and it also helps that we have a character that is a game mechanic, essentially, or um, um, or a, a, an element of the gameplay system in the form of Nana Sprites. Yeah, uh, that that's, that indicates that the the game stuff isn't something that can be sidelined if you have a character whose relationship to the game element to it is an intrinsic part of their character. Mm. Uh, by the way, on on Nanospot, I don't know if we actually mentioned this in previous episodes, but um, we'll see another sprite later, and I just want to make sure I do mention it now, or at least in this episode. Are all of the sprites going to be a dead thing? Right, so 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 far we've had Nana Sprites, which is mm-hmm. the the ashes of the ashes John's... of Nana mixed up with the 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 doll, the yeah. the Jester doll. That yeah, John got I, I don't mean the other part of the alchemy of the sprite, but all of them do involve a dead yes, thing. Yes, no, yeah. I'm I'm just uh, going for, I'm just going through it so we can keep inventory. So yeah. Jasper's is a uh, dead cat. Mm-hmm. Jasper and Jasper Sprite is a dead cat, and uh, Dave's, a doll. as we'll see in this sequence, is going to involve a dead bird. Yeah, uh, the which the, we had already seen. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot that. Um, yeah. I forgot that we'd already seen it. And uh, I would guess by that token that Jade's would possibly be her granddad, who that, I that think is be, definitely yes. dead. <laughs> he he is not alive. C- couldn't possibly be. I mean, we've seen his taxidermy corpse. It would be absurd <laughs> yes. if he was alive. <laughs> but it's Homestuck. Anything is possible. There have been but, meteors falling on children's houses for logging into a video... Well, not for logging into a video game. But there have been meteors falling on the houses. The, the tutorial of the video game is getting a meteor dropped on your house. Well, one thing they will cover in this page range, that Jade sort of says offhand in a Jade fashion, is that <clears throat> the timer that appears is only telling you when it will hit it isn't causing it to hit so no yeah so which which yeah which raises questions yeah which yeah. is which anything that jade says raises yes. questions good good point but to me that implies that the meteor falling has little to nothing to do with logging into suburb right it just it that just gives you an early warning system <laughs> Of oh, you're gonna get crushed if you don't do this. Right, because think of all, think of how many meteors we've seen falling, like mm-hmm. around Rose's house. Yeah. Like the the forest was full, like on fire, and like if if it was the case where every every meteor was actually like you could get the entire population of Earth into the into the game theoretically, if that's how it worked. Yeah, like, uh, so many have fallen. I, I struggle to believe that would be the most successful launch day for a video game in history. <laughs> also the most unsuccessful since Suburb, I would describe as an MMO, which would be funded Todd- on a subscription model. <laughs> Todd Howard walks out, you... <laughs> Please buy my game and Don't make sure to play it. And make sure to play again. it on day one, otherwise you will get crushed. 
<laughs> it's the Kojima thing where he said uh, his his example of a video game where he wanted the, the console to destroy yes. the game <laughs> if you die. The, the, the disc burns out <laughs> if you die in the game. Yeah. Except now it's your entire house. <laughs> but yes, you, you do raise a very good point about each of the sprites containing a dead thing, and I mm-hmm. would encourage you to 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 consider whether that is a coincidence or whether it is an intrinsic part of the system. I'm going like, to say so far it's... Well, no, it can't be an intrinsic part of the system because so far it has happened purely by happenstance every time. Right, but how much can we trust happenstance to actually be happenstance? Yes. Because we... We, we know because there's causality. Jade, because we know, we know Jade exists, and Jade is actively aware of most of what has already transpired transpiring Mm -hmm. yeah like there's a very strict causality of events in a set predetermined path we see this with the parcels that we will talk about in fact let's just talk about it in this fashion like it is now. right because because it does it it is raised within this walk around flash the parcel situation yeah yeah so um Throughout this span of pages, we we really have uh, we have our distinct groups of people interacting, and John's interactions overlap quite heavily with the Carapace people, the mayor, uh, the postmistress, and or is it postmaster, postmistress? It so in it's implied so I, to I got be it feminine. Wrong. I got it wrong. It's actually parcel mistress, as it okay. as is revealed in this set of pages, okay. not postmistress. Oh well, they didn't ever call her postmistress or parcel mistress. No, they do. Uh, in in the in the scene at Dad's car. Uh... Okay, I might not have taken it. Okay, I I because it's a fan name, isn't it? It's not the canon name for the character. So, so no, so, yeah, no. So, Parcel Mistress is. So, each of them has a pre name and a post name in canon. Okay. Like pre, pre the apocalypse and post the apocalypse, both with the same set of identifiers. We don't know what um, uh, the mayor's is yet. Yeah. But we, and have the, be, we have we, been told. Aimless Renegades and um, and Peregrine Mendicants. Wait, what is? Po- we haven't post- been told aim- Aimless Renegades. I don't I, think. Okay, I'm I may be thinking of a few pages after this set of pages ends. Then possibly okay. because um, because I I ha- I had them in the back of my head <clears throat> ready to talk about, but maybe I'm getting getting things a little bit. Oh no no no! I'm yes no page uh, one four five seven. Uh, Aimless Renegade is referred to as the authority regulator. Oh, okay. I didn't take that as a name. No, that's his name. Authority okay. regulator. Okay. That's that's how, that's how uh, the Caris, Caris, Carapace people are named. Okay. So uh, what, what I yeah, will also so say about uh, AR is uh, they also have like. AR fifteen, the the user weapons, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like there's a connotation there as well, the relationship between their initials and the thing they're currently most known for, which is shooting weapons. But that, but that's only a case with AR. It's not yeah, a case yeah. with WV or PM. Mm. Um, but yeah, the 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 storylines of the Carapace people 
overlapped with John's, or at least with uh, with the parcel mistress, um, because even in the post-apocalypse, she is doing her job of uh, parceling. Forward uh, and backwards through time. Yes. Um, it is very convoluted, the entire yes, thing. Yes, and you can understand why I got so confused when I was describing this back in episode five of the, of the show. Mm-hmm. Because the 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 paths that the two parcels take are incredibly convoluted, and you know, as far, as far as we are aware now, is convoluted. Yeah, it could to, get, it could get worse. To describe to you the convolution in uh, an attempt of me to summarize what the parcel mistress does in this episode, she in the future uses a computer system to talk to John in his head in the past to instruct, uh, to inscribe on a mini tablet information for her in the past to deliver a parcel. Yeah, she effectively creates a closed time loop in which she she ensures that she receives the parcel that she receives. Yeah, so... Just from events like that taking place in the story, um, with such absolute certainty, um, it seems right now we have got like a fixed timeline of events that will always happen. Uh, there's also a conversation with the trolls in um, in this. Oh yes, yeah, I'm very excited to talk about that conversation yeah, because um, yeah, there's and- a, there's a lot going on like implied there. Yeah, carcinogeneticist talks to to John in this span of pages, and in there, carcinogeneticist instructs John that he has been telling John the instructions and explaining how this system works to him, increasingly going back through the timeline. Well, you would not just... Carcin- you think they do it the other way around? Well, yeah, yeah, but not only that. But carcinogenesist claims that they've been developing a friendship backwards through time from John's perspective. That that he, that on his end, carcinogeneticist has been experiencing it linearly from from start to finish. But because he made a mistake in interacting with the timeline. It's all gone backwards in time from John's perspective. So John's first conversation with carcinogeneticist is effectively the last conversation that carcinogeneticist has with John from his perspective. From okay, carcinogeneticist that... perspective. Okay, so this actually makes it more confusing because if I think about it how you just said it, carcinogeneticist says that they've been talking to John in a reverse sequence in time. Yeah. And they say that they the conversations have gotten more friendly with John. Does that mean yes. that the eventual end point of their relationship is absolute negativity? That's Well, no. So so from from Canasa, so from Car- Carcinogenesis perspective, his first conversation with John will be the last conversation that John has with carcinogenesis. So if... So they're they're kind of going across purposes. So it could be a case where they meet in the middle and they're at the friendliest with each other 
at the midpoint in both of their conversation histories with each other, or it could be, as you're saying, that they go past each other and it ends up being the case where the dynamic switches by the end and mm. John like hates Carstogenesis, but Carstogenesis is rid but no so like we we're seeing we're here, struggling with this. <laughs> yes, but well, because I know all of the details, so I'm having to pick my words. Yeah. At the end so we're we're seeing what the end point of Carcinogenesis relationship with John is. Regardless of John's participation in it, we are seeing that by the end of this, Carcinogenesis considers John a friend. Mm-hmm. But we don't know how it happens going forward in John's perspective because we can't see the end we can't see the end point of yeah, that. Yeah, we haven't because, experienced because it. Carcinogen- and Carcinogenesis is being cagey about talking about earlier conversations. Mm. Uh, Carcinogenesis has shown a lot more respect to the timeline than, than Jade does. Let's be, at least be frank about that. She just tells you everything. But, yeah, but also in this stretch of pages, Jade does admit that she's nearing the limits of her ability to do this. That, but for, She says herself, everything that is supposed to happen has pretty much happened now. Mm-hmm. So she, so she is getting to the point where she doesn't, she nearly doesn't have information anymore. And I, I'm looking forward to us learning how she gets that information. Um, we get, we well, we get a glimpse. We 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 see we see video recording of um from the dream bot of the meteor that hits uh that is going to hit Dave. Yeah, but I I want it to be a bit more explicit, so a dumbass like me can understand it a bit, a bit right. better. Um, but yeah, there's there's a very strict timeline, and I'm hoping that part of the plot of Homestuck is trying to find agency within the absolute structure of time. And yeah, for them de- to dealing with like fatalism and determinism, and whether whether what's the point of if if all of this is set in stone and we already have people from the future literally dictating how the past happens, then then what's going on? Uh, John Egbert is the Benny Gesserit uh, of Dune. That's that's what we're looking at here. Or, it- or we've got a, we've got some sort of like we could throw any time travel like parallel into this. We could say it's a looper situation. We could say it's a primer situation. We could say it's it's Back to the Future. With with well, time travel, anything goes sometimes. Well, primer doesn't have the same sense of time that I'm picking up from Homestuck so far, which is uh, like primer in. In a time travel primer, um, you're able to impact and change the past um, in a cumulatively. Constant, yeah, though. cumulatively on a constant basis. Like, like you, you can have like one set of things happening and happen, and then like months down the road, you can have someone come back and just redo it again and again and again to try and push it to the ideal. 
yeah. set of circumstances. But, well, what that says is that there is agency within time. It is moldable. You can it can deviate right. path. Yeah. That is and not what I've gotten so far from Homestuck. What I've gotten is a lot more like how time works in Dune, which is that there is this... Well, Dune time is a fucking mess. Well, um, yes, like... Uh, th- I, I it's been it's been I've not read all of the Dune books and it's been a while since I've read any of them but my understanding is that the um galactic jihad is <laughs> partially an inevitability but also not an inevitability like it's on the razor's edge of like whether it has to happen or doesn't um there's an inability for the overwhelming majority of beings in dune um by the overwhelming majority i mean the people that aren't um poor Atreides. right you have to be you have to be really dosed up on spice to be able to break causality it, you have to be dosed up on spice you also have to have been trained by the benny guess of it um the, the, you know the, there's the entire prophecy structure sort of stuff to mm. create that that uh super being who is able to uh ex- exit the influence uh and the absolute domination of a linear time flow um that is always in one direction at least this is what i remember from it from when i read it it's also been a long time and so me. do you you think that that might be uh partly what's going on here that yeah there is that there is like this time superstructure which is set in stone and part of the drive of homestuck is finding a way to to overturn essentially yes get get super high on spice and break <laughs> out of that that structure and be able to to set it on a different path yeah the 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 end of this is John and Dave doing line to spice on the kitchen table with their credit cards trying to figure out how they play the game better but um yeah i think i i think if you're going to have a time system as as calculated as what they've come to have here and the questions about the linearity of that time i think it is an inevitability mm-hmm. that part of your plot is going to be about challenging that hegemonic force of time and of process so i'm gonna say we're gonna put a pin in this specific conversation and come back to it in the next set of pages okay because i think i think the next set of pages contains a specific plot point that's that will expand our ability to actually talk about this idea Mm -hmm. okay um so Let's talk about our other cast. Let's not do a like page by page thing, which we did in the previous ones. Uh, like our other cast is well, we've essentially talked about all that John ends up doing. Yeah, in a yeah. Set of, um, set of pages. He he wanders around um, in Loas. Um, let's talk about our our carapace people before we move on to Jade, Dave, and uh, Rose. Rose yeah, doesn't do so... much. She she but... has a thing that is important, but. Oh yeah, Doesn't no, do. yeah. Rose is largely absent from the the narrative uh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so our Carpus people, they're sort of they 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 form an entente. They the, at first 
the Aimless Renegade, the authority regulator, I need to codify that in my mind, so I'm saying that You just name call them well. AR. It's, it's AR. fine. You just call them AR. <clears throat> AR just stops shooting. Just stops. And then their buddies... Well, so he stops shooting because he sees that the pumpkin on um, on the mayor's head has Beck's face carved into it. Okay, and this freaks him the fuck out. I didn't make that connection. I, I knew it was Bex's face, but I didn't realise it was Bex's face being on the pumpkin. That, well, yeah, no, his, his, his scope, like... <clears throat> Zooms in on the pumpkin on on the bit with Beck's face on it, and he goes ah, and yeah. rushes down and kind of knocks it off of yeah of so the mayor's head. I actually wrote down about um about this stuff. Uh, I was like the, the the vagabond. Sorry, I wrote vagabond because I am always getting the names confused. Va- vagabond and renegade. Ar goes down to go greet the mayor or shout at them. And that, for me, is one of the difficulties I'm <laughs> facing with the Carpus people, which is they don't have any written dialogue, really. No. And their communication with each other is up to the interpretation of the reader. Uh, it happens entirely through narrative or typing. Mm-hmm. Like, they are able to communicate if they type into one of the game consoles, mm. as it were. It seems one, like they're able the... to communicate with each other as well. But, oh, yes, but they are us. able to... Yeah. Um, but but we're also, like... Yeah, they they have their own ability. We, we essentially do not know, like, their language. Yeah, we, don't, we also don't well. know their internal monologue like we might with Dave. We know what their... They want to do, but it isn't framed as they don't not provide... entirely. No, we get bits and pieces of it. Like I, I think we've seen a fair bit of um, PM's internal yeah. motivations. Yeah, and we've seen lot... some of ARs as well. He, yeah, he just really he or she. I'm not actually entirely sure on uh, gender, mask, femme sort of stuff with them. I have a question about that inside my notes. Actually, we'll get to that in a moment. Right. Um. <clears throat> like they they have like what seem like base impulses we we're we're communicated that, but we're not given any like sort of complex thoughts going on in their head, like we might be able to infer from uh Dave talking to uh jade and rose and and john um like we're only ever told what the carpus person wants to do in that moment, not a long-term cohesive plan or like no. intelligent thought, I would describe it as. Yeah. And part of that is I I I can I can say pretty clearly a narrative contrivance in order to maintain um a a kind of like separation from because because we have this missing time mm-hmm. between the 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 setting in which the caravis people are on the ruined earth and what is happening in the narrative at, in the kids time uh, their their inability to communicate clearly so that the audience can, audience can understand them helps avoid revealing information to the reader that would ruin the narrative pace 
they should have telling some, a story. They should have just embraced Catch Twenty Two um, to tell you stuff that happens fifteen chapters from now and let you be. Oh, don't well, don't worry. That that can and will happen. Oh, okay, great. I'm going to have to uh, apply the Catch-22 rule to Homestuck then. In fact, it, it already did happen. It was the Dave parts of Act 3, where, yes, where yeah. you would just constantly skip to Dave in the future. Yeah, um, in fact, what what Rose does in this banner page is, seems to be out of sequence with uh, stuff happening. Well, th- th- everything's constantly out of sequence in this, actually, is what I'd say so far. Yeah, well, the, like, the 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 idea of um, <clears throat> time moving in a linear fashion is kind of getting muddled. Yeah, um, but what I mean is like um, they'll in Homestuck right now they're playing coy about time and the non well the linearity but non-linear storytelling fashion that they're approaching it with. Uh, whereas like a Catch Twenty Two would be them telling you exactly what will happen in a hundred pages um because what mm. happens in a hundred pages was actually just in the past like that's just the chapters are in a non chronological order um yeah mm. and i i think that would add even more chaos even more of impenetrability to this story um probably it shouldn't would. do it yeah, yeah probably shouldn't do it but it... <sighs> A major, a major part. So, like, a major part of why it's specifically happening with the carapace people, I feel, is one. It's these. There are some ideas knocking around the back, which maybe Andrew Hussey hasn't fully formed the full story beats for. Mm. They wants he wants time to get to. The other is that some of the stuff that happens in the gap that we are not currently aware of is too important to drop too early in the story because then it would take narrative away weight away from everything else. Mm-hmm. And what this is making me realise, just thinking about the fact that we're having to discuss this in such a confused fashion because of the non-linearity of the way the story is being told is... Fucking hell, Dave must be having a hell of a time trying to understand what we're even talking about here. Dave, I, our friend. Yeah, Dave. yeah, our, our our friend. I don't. I genuinely do not know why. Why? <laughs> what <laughs> you can I, get out of this? The the own the only possible reason I can imagine Dave is listening to this is for some sort of po- potential career opportunity in the future of selling. Homestuck yeah, merch Homestuck to license. Japan. Like if Homestuck <laughs> got big in Japan, he would do some sort of reverse shipment over there for it. <laughs> well, gotta gotta know what a John Egbert is. <laughs> Just let me open this Wikipedia page. Oh no, it's eighteen thousand words. Um, do not open any of those <laughs> Wikipedia pages. Uh, I have opened. I have opened a couple of them. Um, just trying oh, to they're, find their their nightmares. <laughs> the, I try to open them to clarify to myself the names that I keep mixing up, and of course, they <laughs> did not give me that information in a way that was spoiler free. So I was like, I can't read this. No. So I I intentionally closed it before finding the information I was looking for, and thankfully did not retain any of the information I did get. 
Yeah, like mo most most properties, if they have like a well put together wikia, which the MS Paint wiki absolutely is not on any <laughs> on any level. But if they do have a well put together wiki, they will have like a form of the article which is fundamentally spoiler free at the top, and then at a certain point, the spoiler part of the article will begin, and they will present you with. Well, the up to the up to date information, as it were. In well, the idealized version is the expand uh, Wikipedia style, where like there's enclosed and encased information that contains the spoilers, and to expose yourself to it, you have to opt in to doing that. Um, but this is talking about wikias, and I have political problems with wikias, so <laughs> let's not get too into it. Um, so well, the, well, the the MS Paint wiki is uh, is a fandom property. So. Yeah, exactly. I have huge <laughs> yeah. political problems with with that. Um, if anyone really wants to know my political problems uh, with uh, wikias and uh, fandom in particular, you can contact us at theapuk at gmail dot com. <laughs> Wait, and I will so you're send asking you them to just. You're, yeah, you're asking them to just send you an email saying, yes, I would like to opt into the essay, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can, uh, if you want a treatise so, on the... Sign up to Carl's mailing list. Yeah, a treatise on the decay of internet culture. I will send it to you. Um, anyway, uh, I actually want to talk about... Um, Gender ambiguity with these carapace people. Um, right. I was under the impression that um, the mayor was female uh, coded or femme coded, um, whatever you want to. Right. I, I, uh, I don't know how you how you say it. I'm uh, illiterate in this language space. Uh, however, like previous discussions we had had keyed me into thinking that and then in this tract of pages we do actually get a tiny bit inside the mayor's uh inside the mayor's mind well, we, we get we get a, a little peek into both yeah uh, the, we get all the mayor them. and ar's minds which very much gender pm yes yes as as female yeah they they describe her as a lady um however they both say that and that leaves questions for me, which is, is the mayor uh, meant to be more womanly? Do they consider PM to be more womanly, more femme than them? I, I'm not fully clear on that. And the, the only reason it's so unclear is because they fundamentally all look the same physiologically. They don't, they don't seem to have, mm. like... Um, right, yeah, 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 yeah. What's, what's the term? What's the term for... Uh, uh, dimorphism. Yeah, dimorphism. They, it seems to be absent from them. They've got some differences. Uh, the, the, main diff the main difference we've been presented is that PM is significantly taller than uh, AR and the mayor, and is white. Yes. That's, that's that, the only difference. That is the difference I would say I noticed. was not the, not the height. Uh, I figured the height was nothing to do with it. Um, but that AR uh, specifically refers to um, 
Alabaster Beauty. Yes, yeah, I'm not saying that. Um, that sounds like it will get you put onto a list of <laughs> some sort. Um, Alabaster Beauty, fucking hell. Um, well, you only have so many synonyms for whites that you can use. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like some fucking white nationalist talk. Well, either that or you're talking about a statue I'm just, literally made of alabaster. I'm just imagining the most like chinless clansman possible uh, talking like... You know, they have those uh, ebony queens, let's have our alabaster beauties. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're thinking that a clansman would use the word alabaster. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think it, so- it sounds so racially coded, uh, feigned Wait, yeah, to no, me. It is, it is hard to talk about the carapace people without falling into it sounding racially coded, <laughs> seeing as they are either black or white, yes. and ostensibly are mortal enemies. <laughs> are they mortal enemies? Um, well, in the game, in the grand game of Cosmic Chess that we've been uh, shown that uh, the game of Suburb is supposed to be, they are the two, the two opposing forces, as it were, the above and the below. Yeah, but... <sighs> All right, so we see... The parcel but, mistress in But we are in the fu- we are in the future yeah, like, in this poke post apocalypse where none of that likely matters anymore. Yeah, like that's... maybe a maybe AR had some sort of instinct, but obviously it's it's dropped easily enough that it wasn't that important to him. Like what I would say is uh my issue is that I don't yet have enough information about the carapace people. Have have we got a better name for them than carapace people? Um, no, they are, car- no, they're, they're just, so the, the... Will we eventually correct, get the correct t- The correct term within the narrative is Carapacians. Carapacians, okay, let's go with Carapacians then. Okay. Alright, so, um, like, the thing with the Carapacians so far is, I don't feel like I've been given enough context or information about them specifically to no, tell you, you haven't yes to tell we, we ha- there is there is a lot that hasn't been actually covered about who or what the Carapacians are beyond these flash forwards yeah um but I, I I'm struggling to tell whether they're actually closely involved with the uh the white the vase war uh that is taking place in the world of homestuck um even though they do have obvious visual clues uh to that which you can draw parallels between um until i see more concrete evidence that they're part of that and not part of something else that is uh that has the same dualism to it that everything uh about that seems to have i'm just in a in a question mark misty vague space on them all i know is Mm. i like ar he seems like a... He, he, he's your kind of guy, is he? Um, well, actually... Hmm, I like the mayor as well. <laughs> I like that they had gravy. <laughs> cold gravy? Oh, no, not... Well, cold gravy to start with, and then the party really started yeah, they, when they found the heater. Yeah, they got Hoot and Nanny going. Uh, they had uh, Jade's old bass in the background for a part of it. Um, yeah, they, they had... Is it a bass, or is it... Um, it's, yes, it's yes, it's it's the eclectic bass, yes. the the big robotic bass that uh, 
that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they, they all become friends is where we're getting to this very long-winded discussion about them. Um, they put put aside whatever grievances they might have had that caused them to fight before and hung out. They had a, a moment of bonding. They have a moment of bonding. They're, they're, there's a bit of a love triangle brewing with, uh, with both of them clearly trying to, trying to win PM's affections mm-hmm. in some way or another. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to win it over either through artistic endeavors with crayons on the wall. Um, and I will say once. Well, no, the, the well, no, the the crayons wasn't even what he he was trying. He was trying to impress uh, PM with the weird boy that was on the screen in yeah, his room. Yeah, the weird boy that looks weirdly like John Egbert, this guy that I know. Um, but they 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 indulged uh, PM in in the artistic. Uh, efforts and I, I gotta say I still do actually really like the illustrations on the side of of the ship. Uh, I think they look nice. Oh, uh, impressing! You, you get a clo- you get a closer look at them this time, mm-hmm. right? Than mm-hmm. than before. Yeah, and then you've got AR's attempts to win them over with uh with soft drinks and and oh, what does AR do? AR tries oh, to... A- AR gets the tangle buddies. Yeah, um, the tangle the... buddies of, of jades, and like they fall apart, and they look awful and dirty and yeah. gross. Like, because we... we after, after the initial uh, scene with, the, with the, the Carapacians here, we cut back to where Jade last was at the end of Act 3 in the Frog Temple collecting the suburb discs from the time capsule mm-hmm. in there and uh she ends up getting teleported away before she can pick up it she ha- she ends up dropping everything in her inventory by playing jenga badly yeah we get more capture log bullshit um as an excuse so to I w- empty I w- her inventory there are two things i want to quickly bring up about this capture log stuff that i feel are in- worth mentioning mm-hmm. even even though it's still all capture log bullshit one is the vote for what the capture log system will be going forward. I don't know if you you clicked in on that and had to look at it. Uh, I I didn't. Um, I don't remember there being a vote in there. I think I thought it might have linked. There was a page with a link that goes to the list of different games that Jade's um, system yeah, could th- be. That, yeah, so that's when she picks Jenga, and then after the Jenga fails there is another page where there is a link to a vote okay, for which I, system I thought was. that link was going back to the same... Uh, the the, the right, unofficial okay. Homestuck collection opens it in a tab. Uh, I think I might have accidentally just misclicked um, into okay. the tab for the variety of board games. I was like, oh, it's this page again. Um, so yeah. I might have made a mistake. So this was another um, forums thing where the the forum was given the ultimate decision on what the the capture log system for Jade would be going forward, seeing as there were so many possible options. And they end up voting for Pictionary. Yes. And the thing that Pictionary introduced, which I think is a really interesting concept, is that of a ghost image. Yeah. That... The ability to draw a uh, a capture card for something you don't have and yet be able to obtain the code for that thing. Yes. Yeah, so, despite not have 
having any access to that thing. So I actually have that written down in my notes. Does the Pictionary capture log have the power to just whim things into existence if combined with uh, John's uh, print card system? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. That like it. That from what we from what we appear to know so far, it's possible because one of the ghost image cards does have a fully readable code on the back. Yeah. The, so the there Charles shouldn't be any reason one. why. Yeah. Which raises horrible poss- <laughs> horrible implications for what you could possibly <laughs> do with Charles Dutton. <laughs> yeah, you can introduce him to Homestock. That's horrifying. Uh, by the way, I had to actually Google who Charles Dutton was. I have never heard of this guy. Quite an obscure pull, I would say, for, for, for the comic. Yeah, I, I don't think I had ever seen a single thing that he is in. Not once. We are we are British though, so we just have a different we have a different scope of people who who are easily referenced for us. I'm not even sure he's easily referenced. Like I looked at his Wikipedia page, and almost all of his career is appearing in one episode of a TV show. There is a thing well, where he, he was the lead like, in something for sixty right, episodes, but, but that was it. That's called being a character actor, and there are plenty of character actors that you know. Like, like people who show up in every single British TV show for like one episode as a guest character. Uh, I, I feel like with American shows, it becomes a lot more difficult to identify a character actor because there are far more American shows produced relative to the amount of UK shows. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll give you that, but. I did, but yeah, I I feel I I I can't I can't say why why Charles Dutton Dutton was chosen as the reference here, but I think the point is that it's a very obscure person. What I that, will the, say that, that the capture system would just interpret scribbles <laughs> as. What I will say about his uh is about his acting performance that I do remember off by heart in my head is that he played not one but two characters. In Miami Vice, how can you play two different characters as the same guy? How that 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 happens more than you think. To be to be fair, yeah, no, I just I would just avoid doing that all and all uh, opportunities though. Like there's a world like that of happens all the time in Doctor Who specifically. Doctor Who has so many cases of the same. Like it happened with Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi was just a guy in an episode of Doctor Who and then came back as. The Doctor. Do they so, ever do anything with that? You're the ro- I'm the wrong person to ask about deep uh, Doctor Who lore. Yeah, like um, I I I put Doctor Who into an abyss in my mind of like I have no standards for like show craftsmanship that I expect of mm. Doctor Who. Um, I, if I was like running a if I was running Miami Vice, uh, if I was fanficking myself to be the author of Miami Vice, <laughs> I'd probably have some questions about casting the same guy in two different roles a season apart. Maybe they forgot about him. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, I, I don't remember his role in Miami Vice. Uh, I don't remember if he's a prominent character in either of the episodes that he appears in. He could just be a background guy for all I know. That just happens to also have a name. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Jade is. Yeah, I d- oh, go ahead. 
I just I just brought it up because it's 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 an interesting wrinkle in the system. Mm-hmm. Going like like the 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 idea that it could be possible to just conjure ideas into into this alchemy system. Mm-hmm. And in this bit, she gets Dave's copies of Suburb, specifically Dave's. Yeah. Um, so that means that again we have a loop going on where Dave's copies are now with her, even though he's got his copies. Yep. There's they are existing twice in the timeline simultaneously, or Jade is at another point in the timeline. Right. Because because so the the thing that Jade obtains these copies with Dave's name on them from is referred to as a time capsule. Mm-hmm. And we also see after she picks up the things that uh, another bud appears in the time capsule due to open in 300 years' time, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, it doesn't, so, I don't believe it gives us so, a time frame. I don't remember that bit, but it's, it's. I think it gives a rough number. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's exactly three hundred or whether it's just a roundabout three hundred. Maybe. No, knowing Homestuck, it's probably three fourteen, three hundred fourteen years. But okay, but yes, no. It, it's it's clearly some sort of apparatus that is able to send things through time. Hmm. Um. So yeah, that that leaves me with the assumption that Jade isn't in the same time as Dave, John, and Rose. And I don't know if that's true. But she is she is interacting with things in the same way that the trolls are possibly. She's holding conversations with them within their time. Yeah, but so would the trolls are also not in their so time. So are the, the trolls, yes, yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, so I think there's a possibility but, that she's in another time, because so far we've not had an instance of someone or something existing twice as the same object in the timeline. Mm. Um, One thing, though, that uh, Carcinogenesis does say in his conversation with John is that Carcinogenesis is in the medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's whereas whereas as far as we're aware, Jade is on Earth, so that it would be a difference between the the two of those their possible abilities to talk outside the bounds bounds of time. Yeah, uh, it might have something to do with the weird temple island that she lives on. Who knows? Also possible. Yes, because it's the the temple thing has this this time capsule device in it, mm-hmm. so something's obviously going on there as well. Um. So, Jade, in in her uh, part of the story, she's mostly interacting with it um, outside of that one bit earlier where she gets the items and Beck teleports her back. Most of the rest of her involvement here is actually just DMing people. Um, she DMs- Well, and also destroying uh, Dave's apartment. Yeah, yeah. Um, she becomes Dave's, um, I guess you would call it, host? Host, yes, yeah. it's host and client. So mm-hmm. the the two, di- the, that's the dynamic. Yeah, um, she becomes Dave's host for his session of uh, suburb, um, but 
all of her conversations, all of her interactions, other than um, manipulating the objects of Dave's house, like destroying his toilet, um, are basically typing to people. Um, she has a conversation with uh, with John. Uh, they she continues to play coyly about her knowledge of time. Um, she she reminds him how important it is to go and get the the package from yeah. Dad's car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she has a conversation with Dave, uh, where she falls asleep in the middle of it, and Dave reveals that he knows about the yes. sleeping robot that Jade has. Yes, he he specifically goes, "Oh God, you're asleep, aren't you?" Yeah, and then and he... then and then goes through an elaborate plan to wake her back up again mm-hmm. using the robot. Yeah, he manipulates the robot. Uh, she falls asleep directly next to the robot, and it seems Jade isn't necessarily aware of where her body is when she is in the robot. She can't see herself. We see from the perspective of the robot in a panel, and. Jade isn't next to it, even though mm. we know that Jade is next to it, because Dave uses, he tells Jade to move her left arm and swing it violently forward, which smacks the actual Jade on the back and wakes her up. Yeah. And we also learn something interesting here, which is that Jade apparently doesn't have um, continuity of consciousness between her waking self and her dream self. She's having this conversation with Dave where she is aware of all of the information that that they're corresponding about, and then she falls asleep, and suddenly she doesn't know what Dave's talking about anymore. Yeah. Mm. So maybe it's that Jade, the robot dream Jade that is out side of time i'm not 100 on it not 100 mm. uh, because because that like there it there have been weird conversations previously where over the course of the same conversation jade has seemed to know more and less over the course of the same conversation like sometimes she'll know like stuff about the future, but not really what's going on in the present. And sometimes she's very aware of what's going on in the present, but isn't giving cryptics, isn't saying cryptic stuff. Like the entire time that she's operating the stuff around Dave's apartment, she never makes any like predictions or anything, does she? She never says anything like. It's hard to hard to say where it stops. And begin, so I can't put any anything definitive on it because we don't see from Jade's perspective when fair, that's, that's happening. Fair. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 say for example, like when she puts the dead crow in the kernel to make the crow sprites, she she acts like she's surprised that the crow is dead. Yeah, but if this was like, if this was cognizant like future i know the entire timeline and how things are meant to be going jade she would know that there was a crow sprite that there was a sprite made from a dead crow so she wouldn't be surprised that there was a dead crow to to put in that sprite in the first place so i guess the question is 
is Jade putting on an act or is there actually a split happening here between two Jades? Mm. Uh, I'm not putting anything down for sure on it, even though you're clearly queuing me into this. Um, Just because as yet we haven't when when this stuff happens, we we very rarely see which Jade is sending the message. Right. Yeah. Like oh in, in this we are following like over the course of these pages, we are actually following Jade. We are seeing when she falls asleep and when she wakes up as the the things around her are happening. So we see her fall asleep and drop the toilet. Mm. And then we see Dave wake her up again. Like we are seeing that chain of events unfold. Yeah. Okay. Without without cutting away from Jade's perspective of what's happening. I guess part of my reticence is because I, I this is the first time I've seen it, and I hadn't put it together in my head yet. Um, mm. No, that's that's fair. Mm, I'll keep an eye on it. The... Keep an eye on it. Um, we do also see uh, at one point. Jade says she is be- to to John. This is that she's been really busy when she hasn't, and that she has spent time looking after her dog as though Beck is a dog, and that it's her looking after Beck. She's she does constantly. Lo- so th- this is this is a mirror of the conversation that she had with Dave. Yeah. Like, almost directly, because they both say the same thing about taking Beck out behind the woodshed. Mm -hmm. But Dave says, shoot it, and John says, give him a big hug. Yeah. uh, But other than that interaction, it is the same conversation that they're both having with Jade. mm. Uh, I I will say, take it behind the woodshed has weirdly romantic undertones. Uh, I mean, or I mean, violent okay, ones. Okay, no, you're thinking of bike sheds. I think, yeah, maybe like the sort of, from the sort of like British school psyche, whereas it's clearly a reference to old Yether. Yeah, uh, it's, it's one or the other. Uh, it's either the best time of your life or the last <laughs> time of your life. Um, but yeah, um, she she's just lying to them though. I, that's a thing. Like she's not been busy. She, 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 she. Like yes, like she has not been. She, she has at any given point clearly been withholding some sort of information. Yeah, she has been withholding information. Um, but I'm pretty sure we do see that she is awake when she's sending this message. And her describing herself as having been busy. Uh, to be fair, she was playing fetch. Like that's not with, busy with Beck. Like that's not busy. Compare no. it to what the other three characters have all been doing. They've been dealing with the meteor landing on their house. <laughs> well, Dave has Dave, been fighting. Dave, Dave as. Yeah, Dave constantly is pointing out how busy he's been getting his ass kicked. Yeah, and like she, she has not been busy. She's played the bass in the room, walked around outside, and fallen asleep three different times. Like she's she, she's not busy. She is. She's not up to doing things. Um. But yeah, she she has Dave's suburb. Um. 
she she logs in she provides his host and services and starts helping him get set up <laughs> helping uh, yeah in, in in a way D- Dave doesn't really seem to be doing much on his end of the parking. Yeah, he he's he's I don't he only gets up from his computer to go and take a piss. Yeah. And I will say I was very disappointed Dave did not go through with his plan with the piss which was to cap copy it as a code um and then send that over to John uh so he drinks the piss. If it, but if he had gone through with that, that'd be a very weird thing to do to someone. It's just a prank, though. It's just a prank. <laughs> just a prank. Just a prank. Yeah, it's a nice, warm cup of piss. Just a prank. Also, I I need to shout out uh, one of my like one of my Dave moments. Lo- love a good Dave moment when he's trying to get in contact with Rose and Rose isn't answering. He says. I guess I'll use this time to to bone up on the the game facts. Oh yeah, and he and immediately complains he goes, about the length of it. Pulitzer. You do know the Pulitzer, the Pulitzer committee is not trolling game facts yeah. for submissions. Damn, I, I can't read this shit. I'm sorry. A, a thing I keep meaning to do and keep forgetting to do is seeing if there's a Homestuck page on game FAQs. And then With seeing if FAQ Jade, on. yeah, seeing if Jade, if, uh, not Jade, uh, Rose's FAQ is actually in there. That would be cool. I'm not going to do it because it, it'll contain all the things that she goes on to type in that FAQ, which might. Oh, right. Yeah, you might get spoiled. Yeah, yes. I don't want to do that. Um, but seeing if if it exists, if it doesn't, well, some dedicated fan out there should probably do it. It wouldn't be hard if the entire thing is is in Homestuck somewhere. It would just be a copy and paste job, wouldn't it? So yeah, yeah. Um, and then you you can take the Pulitzer Prize that she should have won. You could be the owner of it. Um, what I did uh, think when for some odd reason Dave's piss made me think of this, but. <clears throat> The the card punch system um, can create items out of nothing, um, as we've seen. Well, out of grist. Out of grist, yes. That's and that's where I'm going with it. Could John not just make a card of grist? Great question. And then print out a greater quantity card of grist than he expended I guess making it. Part of the problem would be you couldn't have grist in your infantry to turn into a card because as soon as you touch grist it stops existing and enters your metaphysical grist hall now you see that's part of the game system now you see jade has changed the game jade has changed the game yes you can just draw grist but okay grist is a polyhedron if you just drew a polyhedron on the thing, maybe the ge- maybe the Pictionary software just says it's dice, or says it's a fruit gusher. Maybe, maybe. But I want to. I'm hopeful that they try that at some point, just to get it out of the way, just to confirm or deny. Yeah, you really want to push the boundaries of the systems and see where it breaks. Yeah, I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer, man. That's what I do. Um. Yeah, it'd be nice to see to see that attempted at one point. I don't want you to confirm or deny whether they do. 
Maybe it's my own cool idea that he never tried. Maybe it's your Iskai brain yeah, uh, yeah. at work. Yeah. I'm just always looking for what I would do in the death game. Always on the lookout. Um, so, I guess... I guess with this, we've mostly addressed everyone's plot here, other than um, other than Rose's. Yeah, Ro- Rose is the the so not well. So there's one quick thing. We'll end on Rose. I think there's one quick thing we need to hop back to John for, which is uh, remember when we were joking about how um, Jade's grandpa must certainly be dead because mm-hmm. he's a taxidermied corpse in Jade's house. So, so this this guy turns up in, on John's planet. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, he looks very dad-like, and I was like, oh yes, not that type of dad, not that type of dad. He looks some bit... sort of granddad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also do realize now that I did also miss out an amazing Dave quote uh, when he was talking to the uh, to the trolls, which is. Friendship isn't an emotion, fuck not. No, that's, that's John. That's John. John, oh, John yeah, says John. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Friendship isn't an emotion. <laughs> yeah, and then you've also got um, a quote here from um, from Carcinogeneticist is, the fact that you are dumb is an amusable fact I'm stating for the record. I also like that. Um, so that, I feel like the... The the DM message, either I am becoming more comfortable with the hussy style, or he has gotten better at it, but I find I am laughing at them more often now. Um, you, you, do, you, do you feel like the characters are getting more of a voice? Like, Because remember, like early on, I was saying <clears throat> that a lot of the characters just read, read the same to me in the early... In the well, early acts. Well, I think my mistake that I just made saying it was a Dave quote and not a John quote kind of answers that question, which is I think John maybe doesn't yet. I would say Dave does. Um because there are clear things that I associate with Dave, which is like a a brush standoffish sort of attitude. Um like I feel like Jade has a fairly defined persona, if only because so much of her is trapped up in this um in this tricksy back and forth over time. I think Rose has always had a voice. Actually, I think she's been Ro- the most Ro- clear Rose, from the start. Rose speaks like an academic or or someone someone who wants she, to no, be. No, she academic. speaks like an undergraduate. Yes, yeah, yeah. An an undergraduate who's very confident in their ability to go far. Mm. Um, But maybe isn't actually very good. Um, Don't don't be mean. Oh, no, no. uh, For listeners, I have marked uh, undergraduate essays for university before. Uh And... That type of writing in an assignment would usually also be followed with (laughs) fuck all substance. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm with Dave on the quality of Rose's writing in the game facts specifically. Mm-hmm. It's like it's overly complex writing that does not cut through to the point. It is style over substance, and unfortunately, you do need substance. Um, but yeah, she has a defined personality, and I would say she has been the most early defined personality. Like I've always been able to 
be like, yeah, that's that seems like a Rose thing. But John... I, feel, I feel like we we know the most about Rose's internal, <laughs> like like we we've not actually been let into her head very much. But is she's she's very she's very easy to read as a character. Yeah, she like her her neuroses are very obvious. Yeah, um, but for John, I would say like at times he's like like just now he feels a bit like Dave to me, and then other times he feels different or uncertain um confused like I, I would say there's still some work with with john in so sort of defining him as a character himself if if i were to say anything about john at the moment i would maybe suggest that he kind of mirrors the, the person he's talking to a little bit yeah yeah i guess i can see that he like he plays into the even in this page range. He plays into like the sort of cutesy, sort of playful type of talking that um, that Jade engages in. Um, yeah, and and in previous uh, in previous acts when he, she he's been talking to Rose. Yeah, he tries for eloquence. He, he kind of he he does he does like the psychoanalyst back and forth mm. like. And and with the friendship isn't an emotion fucknuts thing, I think that's him playing off like being trolled, being approached by this this asshole who's been uh bothering all of his friends for, for months, apparently. Okay, I'll keep an eye on that and like try and no. try and apply the mentality of John is a sponge and see if it continues. So I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that John is a sponge. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I early, mean... early John seems to be feel that feels that way a bit to me. Mm. Like uh, I'm thinking about like like how Veed and think about John in like I'll I'll be thinking like is he still doing this? Has has he changed? as a character for compared to page 1000 or 500 um in terms of doing this um mm. i'll try and sort of trace that as i go forwards then um <clears throat> so yeah let's let's move on to those then those is doing things so Rose is absent for most of these pages. When we finally like get around to Rose, it's for the introduction to her planet, which we get immediately this time. No preamble in her house. She's gone wandering outside of her house to explore this planet. And this is the land of light and rain, or Lola. Yeah, and there's a song that plays here that I'm trying to find the name of. Endless Climb. Yes, that is it. I like that song. In fact, I like uh, I liked all of the songs that appeared in this page range. I believe we had uh, two: Doctor and Endless Climb. Yeah, I'm not sure if there was another one in that. Not 100. percent I don't think there was. I don't think so. Um, I'll double check for my notes. I write down all the songs as as they appear. Um, but yeah, we get Endless Climb at uh, this sequence and. What I've got to say is I actually also really like this animation that plays here. Uh, it's an animated sequence. Um, the land of light and rain uh, is what is described. Um, the, like you've got god rays in the sky, uh, cl- clouds with, with rain. Uh, everything's cast gold. And we've seen an area that is cast gold before um we have yes. yes um 
like there's like a technical quality to uh some of the things in the area like a a rainbow yeah. reflective surface i was like that's also kind of oily that is also something mm. that happens with oil uh, so I'm going to crib from uh, a quip that someone says much, much later in in Homestuck, and say that uh, Lola looks a bit like a migraine. <laughs> have you ever had a visual migraine? Um, I have chronic migraines, um, but for me, you don't you don't get the uh, the hallucination in your eye as part of the the migraine. So what I get with migraines is. Um, if you look in a microscope, um, you will be familiar with this personally. If you look in a microscope at like a bacteria or something like that, you look at like a organism under it. I uh, you get swimmers. Yes, swimmers. So you get yeah, like yeah. a like spaghetti pattern with mm. points that overlap that turn into dots, but they're all connected sort of. I I get that. Right. Not the um. So not the other thing. Yeah. So sometimes when I get a migraine, I get um, the arcs, where which it looks a lot like Lola, where it's a it's rainbow patterns just like zigzagging in like circles and rivulets around your eye. Nah, as, I've never as had the that. Migraine develops. Nah, I've I've never had that. I I always just get swimmers. Um, I basically always have them. Um, I so I don't even know what the other one looks like. <laughs> Like I always have the swimmers going in my eye. Never quite gotten why. Even when I don't have a migraine, I have told doctors about it. Don't worry. Don't worry, listeners. <laughs> it, it, I I don't think swimmers are anything to worry no, about for most nah. for the vast majority of people. Mm. But yeah, um, but, it, but it's it's a, quite a stark difference because jo- John's John's planet seems to be in perpetual nights because of the cloud cover. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's dark. There it, the covers are dark blues and some like neony greens for some of the like plant life whereas like this is like blindingly bright sky like rainbow shit like driving sheets of like rainbow rain the water feature that made up most of um the outside of rose's house has now been replaced by like a rainbow waterfall Mm -hmm. running through it um uh, I'll say there's one key visual element in this that I in this animation sequence that I thought was really good, uh, really well done, which is um, Rose's silhouette. In you see, like the the more accurate when she's uh, standing at the window looking out. Yeah, there's a more accurate yeah. silhouette of Rose. It isn't the one that you see in the usual panels yes. of Homestuck. Um, so this might be the first instance of what we call hero mode. Okay. Okay. So the, whenever the whenever the characters are rendered in their actual proportions, that is that was colloquially known as hero mode. Okay. Um, so it's not the hero mode itself that um, I thought was aesthetically pleasing. It was actually um, the f- the light flashes and the highlight parts of rose like um her headband she has like a headband doesn't she yeah it's her headband and her, her eyes and her shirt logo i believe yeah are, like in sync with each other against 
the everything else which is in a different sink. Yeah, they they act as a reflective contrast piece to the rest of her character design. And I thought that was like, okay, you've got some actually good striking imagery here in your animation as well. So I I see like a, an advancement in the artistic development mm. of these sequences that I think is also like, yeah. okay, you're getting and something it does- here. Yeah, and it, and it feels like um, Hussey is starting to really like flex his credentials with like experience with color, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. color science and color design, because like the the colors have been okay so far. But like if you compare if you compare like this flash to like the end of Act One flash where the meteor falls on John's house, that was all quite flatly covered. Yeah, whereas and... this is vibrant. This is yeah. Uh, more striking. It it leaves an impression on you that previous animations sort of didn't. In in that, like, it's all complementary. All the color elements are complementary to each other. They come together in a cohesive package, and he's using it to he's using it in combination with his illustration to emphasize details um in a much more aggressive and much more cohesive way as well um like i don't feel like with the animation that we saw with john's section earlier there's a small animated introduction to the uh to the yes yeah the 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 bit where it pans through the cloud cover and and down to the surface Yeah. yeah and also this animation here where i don't feel like i am missing details in it as it happens because Hussey has effectively communicated through the visual element of the animation what your eyes should be looking at and i think that is also a big step forwards in terms of like him as as a visual artist in this to be Mm. to, to use the wankiest term possible like I, but, but he's a multimedia artist. Yeah, yeah. But, as, as, yeah. but like um like here he is he I feel like he's getting closer and closer to uh something genuinely impressive here. Mm. Mm. And it is and it is helpful that this isn't this isn't a flash animation that's trying to really tell much in terms of story. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like the end of Act Three where it was trying to convey a lot of a lot of detail at once, or the end of Act Two. Which you you said that you had a lot of trouble actually following yeah, what was happening in it. Every, every half second there was a new detail that you had to pay attention to. You'd have to go back again and again to make sure you got. Well, I had to. You know, I don't know if you had to. Um, to oh, no, but I when the first time I read through Homestuck, I did probably have to watch most flashes several times. To- most plot relevant flashes several times to get all of the details mm. but i'd say like this one yeah like you say uh, it's not a story piece it's a style mood and setting piece and i'd say it nails all three of those it mm. it it tells you exactly what you need to know about the yeah. land of light and rain yeah, and we're 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 making it clear now in this in this set of page, pages being formally introduced to both John and Rose's planets that each of the four kids is going to have this sort of bespoke styled 
world mm-hmm. to exist in. I'm looking forward that to has Dave's. their own stuff going on. I'm looking forward to Dave's. Uh, I'm looking forward to Dave's as well. I think I think on balance, Dave's is my fate. Not uh, okay. It's not my favorite in terms of like it's like world building as such, but it's my favorite in terms of the design of the place. Mm. Like that's what I'm hopeful for out of it. Like something visually telling about Dave that might tell us something about his personality as well. Maybe I guess I've, I I I. Uh, uh. So, 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 do you think that these planets are meant to be reflective in some yeah, way? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'd say so far. I, I have described John as depression personified, um, like the Bro, human. Yeah, from, from the air, these stuff with like the him staring at the sun outside of his house in the in the first act, and um, yeah, like his his bad relationship with with his his. Like, but blame like misattributing malice to to his dad's like. Well, no, I would say that's more of like a like a. I'd say that's an anxiety thing, uh, misattributing al- uh, malice. But he, he's just a gloomy lad. Um, when on his own, when he's not talking to a friend, um, like he just does seem to exude that and. His world has that. It is largely dark purple hues with occasional bright spots of uh, like neon blue. You describe it as neon green. I would say it's a bit more blue. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the which one of us is under- blind, guys? Do you tell us? <laughs> well, again, I, it's been a while since I I played through that, so I may be wrong. Mm. And then you get Vose's, and I would say Vose is also uh, actually someone who I think is depressed. Superficially, though, um, this, that that sounds cruel and harsh. You know, do, do you know what I mean with that? Like um, Ro- Rose, Rose has an affect that yeah, John doesn't, but she also <clears throat> like. The, the land of uh, of light and rain, it looks superficial. It looks like a put-on. It looks fake. Uh, well, something interesting about what we see of the land of light and rain is that a lot of it seems to be an ocean, just miles and miles of this rainbow water with only... Like Rose's house on this little snowy outcrop of actual land. To be fair, as far as we can see. To be fair, when we were with John at his house, still all he saw was a morass of clouds yes. beneath him. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe there is some hidden layer to the to the land of light and rain which isn't visible yet. Mm-hmm. Like maybe yeah. Um, but rain people actually do associate raininess with uh, poor moods. Um, so, like, there's this, like, you've got the sort of fake grandeur of golden rays, and you've got this presence of turbulent weather. Um, I think there's something in that about her. So I'm wondering what Dave's will be. And 
I'm less interested in what Jade's is. I will be completely honest. I feel like like I'm I'm I don't even want to try and guess what it'll be because it'll be something and I'm sure it'll be good. I'll actually find it interesting. I just don't feel like I have a strong attack a, a, you, attraction. You, you to don't. You, yeah. I, like you're more in. You're more interested in seeing a peek behind the curtain of Dave than you are. Like mostly, you just want to get Jade like even straight as a character before you actually delve into what her planets could say about her if it does say something. About uh, her. No, it's not even that. Like, I feel like. I haven't been given enough to actually give me an interest in Jade at all. It's not that I want to know more about her. It's about what I've been given about her so far. I feel like I have no interest in. That's yeah. That's that. She yeah. She had. She hasn't done much other than just say cryptic stuff about the future. That, that's mm. that's pretty much all. We we don't know <clears throat> much. We don't know much that we can trust about Jade, is what I'd say. Yeah, we don't know how much of what we what we actually see and hear of Jade is authentic. Mm. Like I, I feel, and not in, not in the same way that you could say that maybe some of what Rose was presenting was inauthentic. Yeah, Vo- in, like Rose is putting on impressions to her friends. What Jade is doing is more duplicitous or misleading. Uh, in a more planned fashion than whatever Rose was doing. Rose is doing that because that's her personality. It's how she behaves. Rose, mm. uh, Jade is doing it because she has grander schemes at work, or possibly a Jade has grander schemes at work. We don't, I don't fucking know. Mm. Um, but I, I just feel like I've got this uh, immediate dismissiveness of Jade compared to the other characters so far. And yeah. while I'm looking forward to Dave's world, the character I'm actually most looking forward to seeing more of right now is actually Rose. Uh, even though, so yeah, like yeah, so we leave we leave Rose off in in a kind of like a, stra- a kind of strange situation, I would say. So Ro- Rose is in on Lola now, and yeah. she's been wandering around for a bit, and we're introduced to. A new disembodied voice, mm-hmm. nah. which writes in very, very elaborate cursive. Yeah, um, the the name the seer is used. Um, I would. My interpretation is that it was applied to Rose, and that she was saying it about herself. It came up at multiple times over multiple pages, and I wasn't quite sure what the deal with the seer was. It might mm. be more to come. But we are left at the very end of this with a message saying, a mother will do what is best for her children. Yeah, so yeah, so Rose is looking around for um, where her, her mum went, mm-hmm. because her mum was in the house when the, the house entered the session, and now so she must be around somewhere. Yeah, but and she's nowhere the, to the be mos- found. Yeah, the mausoleum is gone, but the the passageway under the mausoleum is still there. Mm-hmm. So she goes down there, and she the path instead of leading to the, the, the science, science laboratory, it now re- yeah. leads right into a pier, onto a jetty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a pier or a jetty. Yeah, yeah that's just been used. Um, someone unmastered. Um, unmastered is that what you would say? 
unmoored. Unmoored, yeah. Uh, a boat and seems to have set off. So uh, Leaving behind a martini. Yeah. Uh, I wonder who, can, <laughs> who that could be. Who could it be? And and yeah, as as this is happening, the the voice that is talking to Rose says, "A mother will always do what's best for her children," and and it is like so. We're we're left asking. So is is this voice Mum, or is this voice referring to Mum, or is this voice referring to herself? And it's not Mum. Yeah, it's a cryptic point. Uh have as the final page. I don't know if you calculated it to be that page. Um, uh, it's I I I did these splits based on page count and scene transitions. So I ju- I just felt that this this was the m- most mathematically sensical cutoff point without going into the next scene. Well, it is a perfect cliffhanger to leave a colossal waste of time off on. Because I want to know what happens next with Rose. I am engaged in Rose. I'm uh, yeah, excited to see what happens next with Rose. Excited to see what the Dave situation is now that he's about to enter the game. Mm -hmm. Not we're 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 almost at like full game. Like we're we're two kids are in the thirds. The thirds going in, so we're almost there. Home sucks almost started. <laughs> wait, wait, it's not started. It's not started. Well, are we about to see a troll? If we're about to see a troll and get to know a troll, that is when Homestuck hmm. has started. We may be about to, to see a troll. Oh, Maybe. yeah, give me the trolls. In fact, in fact, Carl, what if I was to tell you that we're about to, to we're about to meet four whole trolls? Don't spoil me. <laughs> In both terms, both terms of that expression, don't spoil me. I hope you're ready to learn how to how to read typing quirks uh, because yeah. it's go- it's going to get complicated. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Can't wait to puzzle out some bullshit. Um, anyway, um, this has been... Thank you for joining me yeah. today, Carl. Yeah, thank you for joining me. I've, I've had a very good time discussing this. Um, I also feel like this is a much better structure for how we're doing this. Uh, not trying to cover every page. Um, but yeah, like we, we could go into the minutiae, but, but honestly, if some, if something important does come, come back around, we can just refer back to it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not forgetting any any anything. I I know I know what what to what to keep in the back of my mind. Yeah, we've got a resident homestuck expert in Phaser. <laughs> I with every passing day, I become less and less of an expert. Now that Homestuck's back, and I'm not reading it, I'm I'm just sli- I'm slipping down the power ranking. You know, you know what you got to do. You got to take your Homestuck knowledge, and you've got to multiply it by Homestuck to get Homestuck squared. <laughs> anyway, with that. I'll say thank you for joining us. Uh, if you have any uh, any feedback, anything you want to say, anything you want to let us know, you can contact us at theapuk at gmail.com or if you have an alternative way of contacting us, you can possibly do that. Uh, I don't know. I'm not your boss. Yeah, yeah. If, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Uh, yeah, got a P.O. box address. Uh, drop it off. <laughs> 
Um, set, yeah, set, send, send us set, specifically send Carl all of the physical copies of the Homestuck books. <laughs> yeah, leave it in my dead drop point box in. Now, uh, in now, now that Viz Media is getting pushed out, they're going to they're going to increase in value. So invest in Homestuck physical media today. So what you want to do is there's a public bin in Victoria Square in Birmingham next to a park. What you want to do is you want to take your thoughts about Homestuck and put them in there, and I'll find them later. I will. That was very rude and cold-hearted of me. So next episode, uh, we are going to be covering uh, another set of pages from 1,500 to 1,652. So we're going to be continuing... These short bursts, as it, shorter bursts, yeah, as it were. I'd say I, I think I prefer talking about it in this way as well. I think it allows us to yes, actually. and and um, it for the for the earlier acts when not as much was happening. It, it's like I don't think we should have like cut that up too finely. But now we're in Act Four, and the plot is the plot is going to accelerate from here, and the number of characters is going to. Is gonna bloom, and we're just gonna have more to more to deal with. So I think, I think taking this at a more leisurely pace is is a good idea. So we're getting all of the guys back. All the felt are coming back, are they? Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. We're we're gonna, we're gonna be cutting from individual felt to individual felt. They're gonna have like twenty five page arcs each. And we're gonna have them from multiple timelines as well, because there's timeline shenanigans with the felt. So we've got to deal with hey, that. You got future felt, yeah, past felt, and yeah, remember that the, there are like fourteen factorial fourteen uh, possible universes that the felt could be in. Mm-hmm. What what with Stitch's power? So who knows? Well, what? No, it was Die, not Stitch. <laughs> Why the I, fuck do I'm you pre- remember? I'm pretty sure. That? I, Why do you remember I'm, your I'm individual sure. felt members? Because, because uh, if I remember correctly, Stitch is the one that had the dolls, not the voodoo doll. I think s- s- the voodoo doll was die specifically because his power related to whether a character was dead or not. You're a sick man. You're a sick man. Look, we're 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 only in Act Four, mate. There, there is so much more depth that I have that I could just pull <laughs> pull from. Uh. Anyway, this has been a colossal waste of time. I've been Carl. Thank you for joining us. And Fraser? I've been Fraser. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we hope to see you soon. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Bye now. Bye.